Welcome to Season 2 of the CandyCast Podcast. I'm Daryl Kieser, CEO of CandyBox Marketing, and during this season, I'll be interviewing CEOs from various industries that grew rapidly during the pandemic. During these podcasts, I'll be trying to find out how they rose to the top while many of their competitors shut their doors. Grab your favorite candy, sit back, and enjoy. In this episode, I'll be interviewing Vinay Kozla of Bateman McKay, a CPA firm based in the GTA that decided to focus on people over profits. During the pandemic, running an accounting firm was a very difficult task. From dealing with irate clients, trying to get answers, the government releasing new mandates, and having to run a business all at the same time. Enjoy. Vinay, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, For the listeners, I'd love for you to introduce Bateman McKay, uh, what you guys do, and uh, you know your everything from geography to your value proposition. Uh, what makes you guys special? Thanks uh, for the opportunity, Daryl. So Bateman McKay, we're a 50-person CPA firm. We provide business owners proactive tax and business advice to help them grow, preserve, and succeed. We've been in business for almost 40 years. We're into the second generation of uh, ownership. Geographically speaking, we're uh, in effectively uh, Mississauga and Burlington. So West GTA, we have two locations, one across from Square One and one on off the South Service Road on the edge of uh, Oakville and Burlington. Effectively, we provide our clients with uh, full-service, mid-market accounting uh, and tax advice, offering them the the service and expertise of a large national or multinational firm, but with a mid-market personal touch. Awesome, that's great. Uh, I mean, I, I've, I've uh, known your firm for a while, and I mean, your, your work certainly speaks for itself. Your customers are always uh, bragging that they have you on their side and just really happy with the, the, the high level of service um, that, that Baby McKay has to offer. And, um, you know, it, it's curious uh, in regards to, you know, an, an accounting, tax planning, financial uh, company uh, during the pandemic, because right at the beginning, um, we were all kind of wondering where this was going to go. Uh, I, I know from speaking to other business owners, the, uh, it was it was quite a, a hell of a ride, if I can just put it that way, of understanding um, everything from payroll to government bailouts to subsidies to everything. Um, what are the first, I don't even know, few weeks look like for Bateman McKay uh, when, when COVID hit? A lot of huddling. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a lot of communication and assessing what was going on. Uh, actually, I remember the Tuesday, it must have been around March 9th or 10th, uh, myself and the partners, uh, uh, my partners, we were in the boardroom and we were actually coming up with our COVID plan and strategy. And if recalling back to 2020, it was around March 12th where Canada lost its COVID innocence, so to speak. Nationally, there was maybe, I don't know, 10, 12 cases. Uh, however, a lot of big profile issues came up, uh, like the Leafs, for example, shut down, uh, Tom Hanks or, or, or celebrity in Australia uh, contracted it. There was a lot in a short period of time. And then Justin Trudeau was making regular announcements thereafter, causing a lot of uh, 
there's a lot of concern. Uh, it, I liken it to a surfer looking at a wave that could be 15 feet. Can I handle it? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, to, uh, you know, and you have no clue what's behind it. So there was a lot of contingency planning. What if this? What if that? What if this? How are we going to carry on our business and serve our clients who probably need us more than ever during this particular crisis? So that was a lot, a lot of the beginning, a lot of town halls, communicating to our team members, uh, letting them know we're well capitalized, your jobs are secure. We need you, our clients need you, we're all in this together, and this is how uh, we're going um, to move forward. And then as we settled in as a team, we got down to business. Now, thankfully, we've, we've always maintained significant investments in information technology. So we were paperless on the cloud, full cloud server since 2010. And our team has been using MS Teams three years prior to COVID. So we were very comfortable with working remote. About 90% of our team members, uh, if not more, had experience working remotely. Thank God. Yes, yes. So it wasn't perhaps as big of a system shock to us as a firm um, uh, in the beginning and thereafter than it could have been to uh, other uh, com companies, businesses, firms that hadn't made these kind of investments in IT. So we were able to carry things on and, uh, uh, and then focus on communicating with our clients. Once we were done huddling internally, we went on a communication rampage with our clients. Uh, I remember pretty much every day, myself and uh, a a couple of my team members, uh, along with my um, uh, marketing coordinator, were watching uh, the daily news releases uh, that um, uh, Prime Minister Trudeau was uh, embarking upon and introducing new programs by the day. And without any legislation, there simply wasn't any time. So he's making these announcements and our clients are looking at this and they're looking to us for advice when we don't have any legislation. It sounds like a lot of um, emotionally charged, confusing phone calls um, from your side. Yeah, yeah, everybody's wanting to know what's going on and it's not clear. It just wasn't clear. No, we, we had no idea what, uh, how all these systems were gonna work. We had no idea the loans and what was gonna be eligible, how they were going to um, uh, evaluate different companies in regards to losses. Uh, and uh, I remember the spreadsheets and stuff that the government was trying to release. It was, a, it was an absolute nightmare. Uh, I agree, uh, absolutely. So. Again, once we were done communicating internally, we embarked on a communication, an external communication campaign. We must have posted 93 blogs to our clients uh, concerning various government programs and updates to those programs. Uh, 93. 
and they were posted through LinkedIn and they were posted uh, directly to our clients through constant contact. Then over and above that, we were hosting our clients in uh, technical breakfasts where we were literally sharing our screen with our clients and uh, showing th those confusing two spreadsheets. Uh, one of my tax managers, Michael Cosentino, did an amazing job. Uh, I just called him the professor because <laughs> he, he had that kind of demeanor uh, with uh, uh, the way he went uh, very logically and systematically worked through the nuances of a wage subsidy claim, sues, and took our clients and their controllers through it as if they no experience with it because no one did. And it was very practical. It was as if we were making it uh, a claim on the CRA's, CRA's website using their calculators right there and then. Wow. Uh, it, there, there's almost, there's very few, uh, you know, your standard presenter slides, so to speak. It was all practical, hands-on. So we did a number of these type of uh, presentations and uh, tax breakfasts uh, for our clients to, again, help take them through probably the largest crisis many, many of their businesses uh, have uh, faced in a very long time. Wow. Well, so from your standpoint, like, um, uh, it's, it's amazing to hear uh, like if uh, all your clients, you know, they're going through crisis, they've got questions, they're, they're having challenges, uh, but you also run a firm. Yeah. Uh, you know, I liken it to saying everybody's house is on fire and, uh, and, and you're the fire station yeah. and you've got, you know, you've got only so much equipment, only so much time. And so it sounds like you did great with like, you know, the communication strategy, blogs, emails, you know, like th these are one to many marketing strategies because you just sure. know that you can't have uh, that same conversation over and over and over again that when when you're not even clear um, but but how about your firehouse like uh, you you talked about uh, making sure that people know that they had secured jobs but I, I I don't know what it would have looked like but um, as you're running an accounting practice you're you're a professional service firm right. and so um, you know you've got bills to pay you've got you know a large staff you're you're mid-size you know you're not a multinational with all these different things but um, you you're still you still have enough overhead enough people that that you've got to keep going uh what did that look like like how did you keep your own house in order excellent question so i always hear people make the comment oh yeah i work from home no problem i work from home i work at rbc or any of the banks i work from home no problem and i always think to myself yes working from home that's the easy part it's easy for our team to work from home but Keeping your staff engaged is extraordinarily challenging in a virtual environment. And keeping them engaged and also trying to bring the human aspect to their day-to-day. -day. How are these people feeling right now? Uh, you, you've got craziness going on out the, in the world today. Uh, people making rushes for things like Lysol wipes and toilet paper of all things. I mean, even if they're not engaging in that kind of hoarding activity, just the whole mentality uh, is the world coming to an end. So we spent a lot of time uh, reaching out to our team members one-on-one -on -one 
Um, again, we wish we could be with them face to face, but it was over uh, uh, MS Teams. We'd reach out to them. We would really try to help them and bring resources to them. Uh, through our group benefits, we had uh, counselors uh, on standby. Uh, we did presentations to our team. It, it was uh, really challenging. We really tried to, to help them cope as much as we as a firm could, whether it be we ran uh, <laughs> yeah, yoga uh, at home. Uh, we tried to keep it as normal as possible. We had, we had monthly team, we always did monthly team events, sometimes multiple. And uh, we were determined to keep that going. Even though we're not face-to-face, uh, -face, we're going to have that Halloween costume contest. We're going to have a, a breakfast cook-off for charity. Uh, we're going to go apple picking uh, for, for charity. Everyone in their own tree, if you will. <laughs> yeah, so we really, really did our best to say, okay, times are tough, they're challenging. But we as a firm will continue. We'll continue to work together as a team. We're here for you. We're going to bring whatever resources we can to help you in your day-to-day -day role. That's awesome. So, so it seems like your, your strategy with clients was double-down communication for, for your team, uh, double-down connection, uh, which is also like amazing because, I mean, you are a financial accounting firm, professional ser services, not to be known as like the most social people in the world. You doubled down and had multiple team events. It almost sounds like you've had more than, than we did. So that's, that's awesome. Um, what was the result of all that? So like, you know, now we are uh, at the, the, the time of uh, recording this podcast, we're 20 months uh, later. Um, where is Bateman McKay now? We continue to grow. Uh, our challenge continues to be like almost every business across the board, attracting and retaining top talent. I've yet to speak to any of our thousand clients that doesn't echo that, that same sentiment. So thankfully, we are regarded uh, by the Great Place to Work Institute as one of the top 50 places in Canada to work. Uh, very challenging, we're the only accounting firm on that list, uh, again, in the fewer uh, uh, 100 employees um, rung so to speak. So our trust index, so the Great Place to Work Institute runs an anonymous uh, third party run survey of the team members in determining whether or not your, your company is a great place to work. And it's uh, summarized by one score known as trust index. So we've been on that list three years running. The first year we, we were on it, uh, our trust index was 92, and I think we slipped in at number 46 of, out of 50. Uh, the following year, we, we got a trust index of 93, and then during COVID, our trust index went from 93 to 94, and we made number 17 uh, nationally. Um, so, uh, Fairly challenging, especially given our uh, uh, we're in the professional services uh, industry. Unlike many of the our competitors on that great place to work list, there are tech companies. 
unfortunately, our staff don't wear flip-flops uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. to work and uh, get to play Guitar Hero on a beanbag chair. <laughs> Maybe that's uh, for your 2022 plans, which, perhaps, which will be a lot perhaps. of fun, and I'll, I'll come and challenge you. But, um, you know, the, the Trust Index, and, and uh, we're familiar with that award, is it's interesting because sometimes people think of it as a brand. It's like, oh, Bateman McKay is a, an incredibly, like, you know, the employees, like, trust it. But it's not, a, it's not about the brand. It's about uh, the, you know, the managers, the leadership, uh, the person you work with uh, every single day. And, uh, and uh, you know, I've heard the term relational equity is actually declining during the pandemic because you may be hiring people that you've never met face to face. Um, people aren't connecting with you on, on a regular basis. Um, outside of uh, team events, which uh, are helpful as like a, a one-to-many, like, hey, let's do something together. Um, how, have, how has your leadership improved the trust of your team um, while you know, doing all these things, working remotely, probably having more work than ever before, um, having challenges with, with clients, emotional uh, issues up and down every single day, news items that, that causes mistrust. How have you guys actually built equity when most companies are losing it? That's an excellent question, Daryl. <laughs> I have to give that some serious uh, thought and uh, analysis. But I think in general, it just boils down to we're a people organization. We treat our staff all like family. We relate to them as people first, uh, and then we talk about business. Even our uh, each team member has a mentor. Part of their uh, discussion is what's going on with you personally, first, and 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 then they talk about okay, uh, uh, so things are okay on the personal side. Happy to hear that, um, to the extent that obviously the team member is willing to share. And um, and then they go on to uh, things like workflow, et cetera. Uh, also, organizationally, we've been providing our team members with exceptional amounts of flexibility. Uh, no questions asked. If you need to disappear for a few a day or two, or for whatever reason, uh, you know, um, it's fine. Like, uh, do what you need to do. Just tell. Uh, two-way communication like we we communicate with you please uh, reciprocate let us know what's going on we don't necessarily obviously have to know the specifics but let us know what's going on and we'll do our utmost to accommodate you that's amazing uh, I, I think you know during the pandemic well we've all you know as you kind of brought up teams a number of times right it's like in and out of meetings all the time uh, so many of us feeling more treated like robots uh, with calendars and billable hours than, than people. And, uh, and it, it sounds like without kind of putting it on the wall of Bateman McKay, uh, you guys truly are just a people first company. And, uh, and when you treat people like people, um, that, that does retain people, it does attract people uh, because uh, during the pandemic, so many people have rethought, okay, am I in the right career? Do I like what I'm doing? And if you're being treated like a robot, like, who cares? Like, like right. you just like there's 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 no equity there. There's there isn't any trust. Um, that's amazing. And and over the last year, um, you know, you you talk about mid market, and so you know you're not a small accounting firm, uh, and you're not like a national multinational type firm. Um, what have you seen 
on either side of you, uh, or even your competitors? Like, where do you think that um, other people of your industry has misstepped or made mistakes or uh, not been prepared in the same way that Bateman McKay has been? I think uh, some of our larger competitors cut team members too early. As soon as they saw that proverbial wave, uh, there, I, I heard there were a number of um, team members severed from the larger firms. And I can appreciate why. There's so much uncertainty and suddenly some of your major clients, you're not sure if they're going to be in business or not. Um, you can imagine, let's say, uh, you have an oil and gas practice. <laughs> if you recall uh, where the price of gas was uh, it, early on in the pandemic and the price of oil accordingly, where I think it was crazy, like they're paying you. To <laughs> yeah, I, I remember the news story of, okay, like, you, yeah, you're getting paid uh, to, to kind of take their oil away from them. And I'm yeah. thinking like, what, what year is this, right? And, and uh, I, I even thought to myself, like when I was driving by the gas stations, I'm like, haha, like, you know, these gas stations spend all these times renovating these signs to put the dollar, they're not gonna need that anymore uh, at the beginning and now see where we're at today. Right, right. So perhaps some particular uh, firms may have taken the very short-term view. Uh, rather than take perhaps a longer term approach. Uh, other challenges we've seen is other uh, uh, competitors, they just may not have been prepared, uh, technologically speaking, uh, to, to be able to operate a fully virtual office. You know, the, we were deemed, a, uh, our profession was deemed an essential service and uh, there are, I'm aware, many um, smaller firms were still bringing in all their team members. Uh, so again, uh, if I'm a team member and I'm coming in and I'm afraid, uh, especially let's say in central Mississauga, which was a COVID hot zone at the time, I'm not feeling so good about, uh, about who I'm working for, perhaps. It's easy for any company to look back and say, okay, well, our strategy worked, but it is almost ironic where all these companies at the beginning thought that they were doing uh, good business practice and just cutting all these people. And a year later, uh, they're spending all their efforts trying to get them back and say, okay, well, like, you can trust us, come work for us. And it's like, well, where were you 12 months ago, right? Where were you? When, when we needed it, when you know, we were scared and, uh, and everything was in jeopardy. And some companies were making cuts within days of everything shutting down, right? Like during the month of March, it's almost like they didn't, they didn't wait for that. Now, um, I know every industry is different and, and there's just the realities of some companies need to, uh, you know, they, if they don't have their doors open, they, they need to be able to provide um, proper layoffs so that people actually get, get compensated for their time. But, um, uh, you know, Bateman McKay, it, it sounds like you just put people first and calmed everybody down and just um, had the ship, you know, steady to, to continue through this and, and came out at the end with people trusting you more as opposed to trusting you less. I think we may have had the only new hire in Canada uh, around, that team member must have started uh, something like March 14th of 2020. <laughs> when when things were really, really scary. Uh, uh, even I had to look at myself in the mirror and go, 
have we lost our mind <laughs> to, 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 to uh, continue as if it's business as not usual, but to continue our, our growth trajectory and actually bring somebody in uh, during this time? How the heck are we even going to onboard this person? Yeah, absolutely. No, it, it does seem crazy. I, I personally, I remember my staff asking um, my team members just saying, well, you know, what if this continues? I think we lost about 32% of our revenue in one week as a marketing firm. Uh, marketing is the first thing that's cut and yeah. I, I, uh, I understand it. I don't agree with it, but I understand it. Uh, and uh, and I, th I think we kind of came to realization of, okay, we could probably spend our time uh, trying to look at limiting our staff um, or growing our company. We can't do both though. Like we only have so much time to either, you know, build this up or tear it down. And so we're just like, we're, we're not letting a single person go. And I just committed to it. And uh, my peers were saying, you're, you're not smart by committing to your team publicly. Like I'm, we're not letting anybody go. Um, but you know, now uh, it worked, right? Now we're attracting people. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, uh, and it's important just to be there for, for people and, and to have that trust, right? Because trust as a professional firm, it, it lasts for decades. Uh, but you make one mistake and that, <laughs> that lasts a very long time, right? You may not get your customers back. Um, do you feel like uh, if you were to do everything again during this time, obviously now you, Baby McKay is, is growing uh, rapidly. Your, uh, you know, your, your team uh, is growing, your, your customers are growing. You're known as a trusted resource. Um, looking back, is there anything that you think that you could have done better? That's a really good question. <laughs> I, I guess with the complete benefit of hindsight, uh, we could have perhaps uh, hired a little bit sooner and being able to uh, secure some great talent earlier that I'm sure was out there uh, at, at the time. Uh, but that's all that really comes to mind. Uh, maybe we could have, um, don't wait until it's like clear that, you know what, we're looking at probably another year of uh, double digit growth in 2022. We better, we better ramp, up, ramp it up. No, that, I think that's, that's a great answer. Uh, to be honest, that is my biggest weakness. I tell people all the time, people say, what are your regrets? My biggest regret every year is I should have hired faster. Um, and so I think that's, that's great to, uh, to reflect on and to, to think about, you know, for, for everybody listening to this podcast, hiring people is a scary thing. Um, you know, you got to make sure that you have the revenue to do so. Uh, if you don't, it's, you know, it's right off of your own paycheck or the bottom line or, or shareholders. And, uh, and it's scary, right? It's, it's scary, uh, increasing overhead at any point and taking that risk when, uh, you don't see everything lining up perfectly. Um, Vinay, thank you so much for, for your time today. Uh, you know, I've learned more about Bay McKay and, and the advantages. And, and if you would allow me to summarize, um, it seems like just putting people first in all areas has been your advantage. Uh, not just the technology. I mean, I think it would be, say, it was very convenient and, and great for the transition of you guys already being uh, uh, technologically there. Um, but most importantly, you had a communication strategy with your team and your customers that was aggressive. Um, I think that uh, you used the word um, rampant, you know, like rampant like communication uh, makes uh, a lot of sense during times of, of not being stable. 
communicating even when you didn't have the answer of what is the answer uh, with you know the government and taxes and what's coming up next, and uh, and just you know not uh, you know not just trying to tear down your house uh, right away and, and and really focus on who your customers are, what are your core values, who are your people, who is your team, and uh, and that equity which a lot of companies are missing these days uh, is something that will just stay within your firm for, for years to come. So, I mean, congratulations on, on your continued success and, and relationships. And, you know, I, I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, the continued double digit growth for your firm as you guys continue to grow and maybe touch base in a couple of years and see uh, what the next five years has for, for Bateman McKay. Daryl, thank you so much for your time. And uh, that's a wonderful synopsis of our chat this afternoon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of CandyCast. If you like what you've heard, make sure to hit the subscribe button for more sweet conversations. Also, continue the conversation with us on social media by following us on Instagram and Facebook at CandyCast Club. Until next time, thanks again for listening and stay sweet. <laughs>